Welcome to the Iron Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we are back again to talk about um, it's like season two of The Bad Batch. William, can you just retrieve what was the name of this episode again? Retrieval. Oh, I just, what a, what a coincidence. I wow. Yes. Yes. Do you, do you want to tell us about retrieval, William? Can you retrieve that from your memory as well? Oh, can I? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yes. go ahead. It's the Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 10. Retrieval is directed by Stuart Lee and written by Moses Zamora. Uh, and in this episode, the Bad Batch try to recover their ship. So now, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did they recover the ship or are they trying to retrieve the ship? That's true. It. That is should, a they miss should retrieve miss. their ship. I, that is a miss, a hundred percent. That is that is my miss. That is my miss. But um, you are uh, you're you're correct. Well, you know, last week we uh, you know we, we saw the Bad Batch try to explore an Ipsium mine, and in the process, their ship was stolen. And they you know trekked across the planet, and Sid refused to pick them up, and uh, they never really found out what happened to the ship, but. In this episode, we actually get uh, a little more. We finally get to find out what what happened. Who who stole the ship? What? Uh, why was the ship stolen? And and we get we see the the Bad Batch eventually retrieve their beloved Marauder. So, um, I guess let's let's start by let's 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 open up the discussion by talking about this new kid, the thief who stole the Marauder, Benny Barrow, played by Yori Lowenthal. What did you guys think of uh, of Benny? Am I allowed to say I found him like a little annoying? That's fair. Can, that... can I? Uh, can, I? I'm going to throw this out there. This episode reminded me too much of Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, interesting. I, I, they're just having them, it did. Like, the, like the like those Kessel mines. Yep. Yep. And how they're being treated by, you know, their quote unquote overlord who's making sure that, you know, the people who are doing good are getting, you know, the, the, the privileges and the ones that aren't doing great, aren't getting the privileges. And in this case, those that are doing great are getting more food mm-hmm. compared to the kids who aren't, that are not getting the food and they're getting scraps. Oh, and like the, the, the white worms on bingo. Corellia. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, I'm watching this just going, I, I, it, it, it just, there are there are good things about this episode that does work. Just that story reminded me of that first part of Solo, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We're in, we're introduced to you know Benny is originally portrayed you know in the last episode it looks like he's just this evil you know thief basically who's stolen the Marauder, and in this episode they try to uh, humanize him a bit more, and we learn that. You know, he's actually this this young kid, um, and he's part of this group of Ipsium miners uh, on you know, another part of the planet, run by this evil alien named Mako, played by Jonathan Lippo. And mm-hmm. like you said, Tom, they're rewarded with food, and it's it's one of those. It's not just oh, hey, you mine, you get food. It's the top earner gets a bowl of soup, and everyone else shares the second bowl, and that's it. 
Uh, it's really bad. And, you know, and Mako is, you know, gouging himself before giving out the top earner reward. And they really, it's almost too heavy. Like It's a little heavy handed the way they, it is the way they show Mako just being over the top an evil villain. Um, whereas the kids are just all fighting to, to, to and survive and you feel bad for the kids, but you feel you know. bad. You feel bad for the kids, but to a certain extent, you're looking at the caricature of the, the, the one that's overindulging in this and keeping everybody down and making him look, you know, when he goes down, you're happy to see him go. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you really are trying to build up this villain as a villain that boy, when he topples, he topples hard and you're rooting for the kids to just, you know, take him down. But yeah. it, it's, it's still too much. Like it was still too much like solo for me. That's true. And a little, you know, a little bit of mustache twirling with his, like, you know, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, with the, the, his, the, not quite that, but like, you know, Oh, we're, we're the, 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 the Ipsum just isn't worth as much. It's a graded OJK. It's actually worth, you know, same amount. I've just been right. trying to it, it, be overly evil to guys. Where he goes yeah. into the back and is yeah. like shoveling food into his mouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought was uh, particularly a little over the top. Not, yes, like, thank you. And yeah. I'll say like, yes, it was a little mustache twirly, but also like, I don't know. I, I expect things like that to be exaggerated, especially in like a short medium like this. So that It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that one never really bothered me. Oh, I agree. I agree. It, it was, it was definitely over the top, but it wasn't to the point where it was like, you know, caused a problem necessarily. It was just like, you know, they, they definitely weren't subtle about it. I guess yeah. I'll say. Oh God, um, no. But at least it very, it, it effectively at least does a, a very effective job of making you go from hating Benny for stealing the Marauder to feeling sympathy for him just on a dime. Mm-hmm. You know, and with only 27 minutes or so for the show, right. you kind of have to do it quickly. Well, you felt you felt sympathy for all the kids, even mm-hmm. the one that ended up being the one that was the quote unquote top earner that made himself look out to be like, hey, I'm the guy. No, you oh. felt sorry for him as well, because, you know, at some point he isn't going to be the top earner. And sure, Benny's trying he's... to be the top earner, too, but he's always being held down by everybody else. Yeah, this is interesting. I'm curious to get your eyes opinion. So that the, the person who wins top earner is Drake, despite uh benny bringing in an entire ship which i i feel like should be a pretty major like score yeah i don't know you guys i assume drake was like the second part of mo uh moko's like cabal of like evil or whatever like he's always the top earner because he and the boss have a deal oh so it's a setup he he it was almost all set up up. like there's the in group and Benny. You're on the out group. You're never. You're never going to be top runner. Sorry, I got right. this. I got this, definitely got the sense that he was a favorite for sure. I don't know yes. if he's like colluding with Mako at all, but I definitely got the sense that he was a. You know, Mako typically chose Drake for whatever reason, and even a mm-hmm. ship, which you'd think would be incredibly valuable, uh, was not enough to tip the scales in Benny's favor. I guess the one, maybe the one explanation for that would just be that. I think, you know, Mako gets surprisingly gets really upset because he's, he's like, well, the, the ship is too easily tracked and I'm going to have to split up into parts and sell it one by one. You know, it's not it's not an easy win as it might seem on the surface, but it still seems like that should be worth a lot. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because of the amount of you money he's so. going to make out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for an Ipsium mine 
that isn't that great of quality anymore that he kept stressing. It's like, oh, we're not finding as well. Blah, blah, except blah. it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which, which again, it gets to how he's got his his thumb on the kids, making him feel like, you know, you're going to work harder for me because you have to bring me more because the Ipsium on this side is not as good as it used to be. Yet the amount of money he's making out of it, because it's probably the most pure he's ever had, the kids don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Um, but yeah, I think it was it was a it was an interesting. I guess you're right. It's a little bit similar to Solo, but at least we haven't seen this in Star Wars animation quite as much. So no. at least it felt a little different in in that respect. Um, and of course, you know the the Bad Batch. Thankfully, uh, Omega figures out that they can track Gonkey's transponder, even though the ship's transponder is. Uh, is disabled and are able to very quickly locate Benny and, and Gonky and basically force the kid to uh, to help them steal back the Marauder. The The best sequence I thought of this episode, my favorite sequence was actually the moment when they try to rappel down the shaft, uh, you know, avoiding those, those blasts. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Steven, what, Thoughts on this very, sequence? very Mission Impossible mm-hmm. with you know Hunter, uh, you know running down the side of the cliff almost is or the inside of the tube in this case. But um, I think I particularly enjoyed the like just that moment of was it a wrench or you know something gets knocked off the edge and Hunter managing to snag it in the air was just yeah, I mean the 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 type of expertise we've come to expect out of Hunter at this yeah. point, right? Yeah, no, I I, I love seeing Hunter do that. I, it was a very cool scene. Uh, yeah. And just kind of the, the tension of, okay, we got to do it for the 60 seconds are up and the, the next exhaust blast, you know, goes and he just barely makes it inside. It was a, it was a nice, it was a nice sequence for sure. And they end up quickly finding the Marauder. Unfortunately, the hyperdrive has been removed. And so my minor details, the batch try yeah. to repair it while Benny and Omega head up to the, control tower to disable the ray shield generator um and that of course leads to the big uh i guess this is a in some ways an, another one of those omega meets a young kid and learns about the galaxy <laughs> type of episode <laughs> steven yeah. i hear you laughing <laughs> i sorry that was just the like oh i guess i hadn't actually like connected that but you are Totally correct. That's exactly what happened there. Like mm-hmm. she learns that Gal- there are people who are miners and that uh, miners in terms of mining resources as well as miners that they're underage. Mm-hmm. I guess yes. both minor miners. Minor miners, yes. Having minor miners is a minor deal? Major deal? I don't know. Oh god, I'm uh, staying <laughs> out of this one. Um but yeah, and I, I, I That was a minor annoyance, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome, Tom. I think we're starting to see maybe a little bit of her uh, naivete kind of disappear as well. Like she trusts Benny here, but I feel like she's not quite as surprised in some ways that Benny betrayed them as Mm -hmm. uh, I would have expected. And I wonder if Mm -hmm. we'll see more of that over time as well. I I hope so. It's nice to see her growing like that. You know, Mm -hmm. she's still a bit naive in that she's like, she's horrified that, you know, the the world is kind of the galaxy is the way it is and you know some people are treated uh poorly and um 
also the, the moment where like Benny was surprised by how the batch treat her like an adult. And we talked about this in the yep. last episode right? a little bit. And that was really nice here to see that, you know, it acknowledged that, yeah, they do kind of treat her like an adult and, and Benny is just used to being treated like a, you know, uh, nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, probably. Yep. And just given scraps and, and yet Omega has food and she has, people who respect her and, and um, it was kind of a nice the, contrast. There. The food comment I thought was especially kind of painful that like, Oh, like you, you get your own food. Like that's so unheard of apparently to Benny. That's just that, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard not to feel for the kid. And when, right. and when Omega gives him some of her own food, he's, he, you know, he's he's kind of shocked, and you actually see. And I thought they did a good job with the animation here. This is before he betrays her, but when she gives him the food, you can mm-hmm. see he almost has second thoughts. He's like, "Oh, what am I? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Uh, you know, well, I maybe I shouldn't." He already had right because I think he hit well, the button to reveal them. But yes, yeah, I think he'd he, he'd already made the decision. It was too late. He'd already called him in. Yeah. But I think he, you could kind of see, and this is what the animation was so good. That flash of, oh shoot, what have I done? You know. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was nice, um, but even turning them into Mako still did not get Benny a guaranteed top earner reward. Which again, I think makes it sound like Drake's got some sort of deal going on. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. There, I'm telling you, there's something shifty there. Okay. Okay. So did we ever find out if that was the case? No, no, I, I don't. don't. I, in fact, yeah. Drake overthrows Mako at the very end, just like the rest of them. So I, I don't uh, think he did then. Or mm, if he did, yeah. he didn't. My, not enough he cared I think about. my read is that Mako, or sorry, Drake is just kind of a future Benny. Like, he's the kid who's been here a long time. He's finally saved up, you know, enough uh, points with the boss. And now he... You know he's rewarded, and so he's the you know the person that Benny looks up to because he he thinks that's going to make a difference. But to an extent, when the episode's over and the kids end up taking over the mine, you can kind of see that you're right. He was kind of in a way going to replace you know Mako at some point. Hopefully, he doesn't replace him. You know, now that Mako's out of the way and the kids have taken over the mine, he's not going to replace him the same way as Mako treated everybody else. Because I think now they've all agreed that they're going to be sharing the wealth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you hope so. Yeah, you you really you hope, hope so. it works out that way, and then yeah. all their dreams are realized. Yeah, and the you know and the batch fly off into the sunset to hopefully get some payback on Sid. We hope. I we can dream. Yeah, because yeah. she we talked about this last week. She we don't really see her much in this episode. Um at all really um but she's yes the batch have the the, the marauder back but they got to deal with her they they, mm-hmm. they have to <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> they really yeah. do there has to be a reckoning because this is actually getting pretty old yeah 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 and you know it, it's nice to see omega offer to let benny come with them or at least not necessarily come with them but you know leave and go somewhere else uh, he he ends up not like he like he said he wants to stay behind, but you know it's kind of a nice resolution um, there. I guess yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens next with with Sid for sure. Hope 
hopefully that will be the next episode. We shall see. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we didn't really talk about this that much, but the, the final battle, I thought it, it was kind of just kind of felt like I was going through the motions a little bit in that it was, you know, once, once, uh, well, so Benny finds the proof, right? The, or Omega actually finds the proof that the Ipsium mine has not actually decreased in, in value at all. It's not degraded, um, and gives it to Benny and he doesn't really believe it at first. And then, you know, Omega is captured by Mako. She, he's about to throw her in the molten pit of lava below and wants to force the batch to work in the mines. And that's when kind of Benny turns on his boss and, and says, no, here's the truth. And everyone like, uh, you know, rises up and takes him out and Mako falls over the railing. And, you know, even again, Benny tries to save him. Yeah. Benny, well, Benny tries to save him, I think. Right. He didn't grab it. He grabs him. And then Mako tries to use that as an opportunity to pull him further into the lava. Right. Just like all your good heroes, you know, reinforcing how evil he is as if we didn't (laughs) already know. Uh, And it was fine. It was was, kind of expected. I wouldn't say it was anything particularly um, surprising, but, um, you know, it was a a good resolution to the the episode wrapped up fairly, fairly easily. And that allowed the Bad Batch to to get out of there. Yeah. I don't know. So are we up for ratings? I guess so, Tom. I mean, I'm ready. I think like the last episode, I gave it a six. I think this one, I'm going to give it the same. Um, you know what? Th- there's not much more I can say about it. It it was a good episode. It had its moments. Um, you know, so I'm I'm giving it a six. And my six Womp Rats, well, you know, I did say that they ended up staying in Sid's mine. Well, the six Womp Rats in this episode will end up staying in this mine to help the kids actually with the finances to make sure that they do get evenly paid. They do get the actual worth of the Ipsium and they get enough food in their bellies to where they won't have to sit there and go to the other mine with the other want brats and basically use them for food. So I'm sorry. It's a good plan. Yeah. Anyway, uh, William, why don't you go next? Yeah. So the, this episode was a, I liked it. Um, I thought it was an improvement over last week's episode in that we got a bit more of a story with this new kid, Benny. I, I liked, you know, seeing the predicament he's in and how Omega deals with all of that. Um, and, you know, it was a, the, the sequence, like getting down the stack uh, in between those exhaust blasts. Really cool. Um, really appreciate that. And, I'm just excited to see where the bad batch goes next and hopefully finally take the Sid, the battle of the Sid or something. And because like, she seems to be the biggest villain of the season so far, like ramparts kind of he's out of the way. Crosshair isn't really pursuing them where, you know what? 10 episodes in crosshair. Hasn't really aside from that one episode. He's, hasn't really factored in one episode and that's it. Yeah. Good yeah. point. And so I it's Sid is really in many ways, the biggest villain. I would say of the series so mm-hmm. of the season so far. And so um I, I wanted to go after him. So you know, I think this these two last two episodes really laid the groundwork, I think, for for that. I hopefully it's that last straw. We'll see, but I, I would hope. So I'm gonna give it um seven womp rats out of ten. And these seven womp rats are uh, actually helping Drake. Uh that's how he always earns top earner. It's 
not because of anything he's doing or any nefarious deal with Drake. He just has seven Womp Rats to help him out. So, Steven? Yeah, um, I think I'll give this... I'm gonna give it a six and a half, I think. Um, it definitely improved on the previous episode. Like, this episode felt to me like the previous episode was all set up. And here, like, you know, a much more average story. Like, it wasn't... It didn't blow my mind. Um, but it at least works. Like, you know, we've got a goal. We've got stuff we're trying to accomplish. Those are the types of things, you know, I'm looking for in an episode. Um, and uh, yeah, my six and a half Womp Rats, I think they're just, uh, they kept Gonky company, you know, helped Gonky plan the, the escape for the rest of the group. Because Gonky's obviously the mastermind with his uh, Womp Rat minions. Like, that's just obviously clear. Um, obviously. obviously. Yeah, so, yeah. I think the, yeah, just six and a half. And Gonky, uh, Gonky, I think, will be the one that actually takes out Sid. You just wait and see. <laughs> I'd love to see that. That's awesome. Yeah, good on Gonky for keeping his transponder on and helping save the day, right? Couldn't yeah, that I mean, right? Like, look, unsung hero of the batch. Yeah, really. Ser- seriously, like, couldn't done it without him. So that was uh, definitely nice to see. Coming up, Next week on Ion Cannon, we have not one, but two Star Wars shows. Of course, we have The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 11, Metamorphosis, which is a fantastic episode. I'll just, just leave it at that. But the bigger, more exciting news is that The Mandalorian returns. Yes, The Mandalorian Season 3, Chapter... Season 3, Episode 1, or Chapter 17 of The Mandalorian uh, will debut next week on uh, Disney+. Plus. So we are just just one week away from the release of The Mandalorian. Are are you guys as excited as I am? I'm very excited for this. Cautiously excited, I would say, for sure. (laughs) Cautiously? Oh, come on. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because look, the preview that came out and also the Empire magazine cover that came out, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Me too. And you know, it's even the the episode of the Bad Batch uh, can't say any more, but I think you guys will like it. That's all I'll say. As as longtime fans of Star Wars, I was we were I think the three of us were very pleased and I We hope you will, too. So uh, we'll be back next week with our review of not just The Bad Batch, but also The Mandalorian. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncanoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.